This is the trigger warning for our show. Please understand that various monsters had various victims and hunted in various ways, depending on the folklore, mythology, or stories that were told about them. Please understand that it is not our intent to upset you. You will be given other warnings and additional warnings depending on the episode, but this is our blanket statement. We didn't write the myths, but we are using them to tell our story. Also, this is the content warning for our show. There will be cursing. There will be some interesting ideas. We will take it in where we can, but be warned, there was beer involved. What if I told you there is a world where not only are monsters like vampires and werewolves real, but they have rights just like you and me. And in this world, there exists a secret government organization dedicated to keeping you safe and making sure they follow the rules. Welcome to Anarium, a Monster of the Week podcast. Everyone, it's Cameron, and I play Bernard on the show. And I just wanted to take a second here and thank all of you, the listeners, uh, for getting us over 225 total downloads. Uh, it's not much, um, but it means a lot to us, and especially those of you that have stuck with us from the beginning and uh, been listening and messaging us. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is so much fun to make, but knowing that uh, you guys appreciate it and are, are enjoying it as well, um, it just makes it that much more worth it. So. Uh, thank you all, and if you guys want to take a second to go give us a review on iTunes or whatever you listen on uh, to help us find some new listeners, uh, that would be even better. So uh, thanks so much. Uh, 225 is a, a pretty big milestone. We appreciate it, and uh, I think that's all I need to say. I'm going to go ahead and let this episode get started. Thank you. Welcome back to Anarium. I'm Sam. I'm your keeper. I designed this world with friends, and we've played in it for years. These are the folks that are playing with me today. Please introduce yourself, gents. Hey, I'm Taylor Catron. I play Marcellus Corvinson, 1100-year-old vampire. And I'm Cameron Baker. My voice just cracked really bad. I'm actually a 31-year-old man. No, he's not. <laughs> he's a 12-year-old in the chair. <laughs> I have two children. <laughs> um, I play uh, Bernard, um, who is rapidly becoming more hillbilly i've noticed like I've, as i've been talking i didn't mean to do it um but i don't know i'm falling into the character we'll yeah, see let him grow yeah he's a little more hillbilly than i originally intended but and our, our friend <laughs> from thousands of miles away <laughs> yeah living uh underground with the mole people actually i'm living above ground right uh denver colorado way above ground here rob hamilton i'm playing orpheus and i have a god-awful french accent um from a 300 year old Creole Swamp Monster. It's Let's not have that fun bad. today, boys. You're, you're not above ground. You're above sea level. Before we start, and we jump I'm above down. ground. I mean, like, I'm walking above ground. Actually, I'm in a basement. I am uh-huh. below ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's good to be back with uh, Samuel Herber. Herber. <laughs> my, mom, my mom reached out to me after she listened to the first episode, and she's like, uh, my only problem is they spelled your name wrong yeah. in the notes. And I was like, what? And I looked at it, and I was like, he put a T on the end. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's Googling for me, it'll be fine. She was like, no, they need to know it's you. And I was like, anybody who listens to this for more yeah. than two minutes is going to know it's me. Dude, I used to do that to Natasha in high school all yeah. the time, and she was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on me. It's Sam- Samuel no. Herber, not Herbert. No, we're good. We're good. Okay, so it's it's been a few weeks since you guys – it's been a week. It's important to note. It's been a week since you guys dealt with our large angler fish in the bayou. At the end of that mission, after you dealt with the biolee 
changed and not quite engineered, but definitely altered creature. Bio-enhanced. There we go. Uh, you guys were given Gear Points, which is a system created in another podcast, which as soon as I remember its name, I will give it credit. I thought it was really amazing. In this game, you only get certain equipment to start. And if you're planning on playing a character for more than a few sessions and you really want them to grow, there needs to be a way for them to acquire new things. So gear points were created. You get one gear point for every level of experience, not level, but for every experience point you get at the end of the game. You each got three. You did really well on your first mission. How would you guys like to spend those? Traditionally, you do at least... The pointage for the damage. So if you're going to start carrying a new handgun and it does three damage, that's how much it's going to cost to start. When we start adding on things, like if you have a gun already, you're like, oh, I really want this to have piercing ammunition. I don't want to have to deal with armor anymore. It's the cost of the gun plus two points. That's five gear points to make it no longer be affected by armor. It needs to be expensive. I don't need you guys to be gods. I want right. you guys to do well. But it needs to be expensive and it needs to come slowly so that way you guys aren't just walking into every situation. Because my ability to throw things at you with this system is a little limited, so I need to keep it fair. Otherwise, I've got monsters doing 7 damage, so that way when you guys shoot them twice and they die, they can still be a threat. Right. So what would you guys, what, what are you thinking about these gear points? What do you think you would have? And don't forget, Bernard still has a gree bag from Mama. Yeah. That's important to keep in your notes. Yeah. Just so yeah. that way, if it ever comes up, you know you have access to it. It's good against ghosts. It will give you a plus one or negative one, depending on if you're doing harm or taking harm. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got that. And honestly, I I've been thinking about it because we had talked about I there are some upgrades that I definitely want to add to Lucille later. Mm -hmm. But I realized that what I want to do might be, well, it's definitely going to be expensive. Mm -hmm. So I might hold mine. Uh -huh. Right now, um, just because, like, what I have in my head to do is going to be really cool, mm -hmm. but I don't, we haven't discussed, and I don't even really know how much it would cost, because you know, I don't want to be, like, bank, like, we'll talk about it when it gets there. But I think right now, I feel pretty good about what I have, mm -hmm. and I don't feel, if I don't upgrade something right now, I don't think I'm going to, you know, be at a disadvantage. So I think right now, I might just hold mine. Um, for, like, ammunition stuff? Because that's something that we're kind of introducing you pay two gear points, and you can have silver ammo for okay. one session. It's just one session, and then you've used it. The idea that you'd have it and carry it for that game, uh, it's kind of newish. Just want to make sure you guys knew. It's the normal gun damage, so if it's a magnum, it's three. If mm -hmm. it's a normal handgun, it's two. You get it for the session, and then you it's gone you've spent it you've used it but okay. they can be important and if you never if you buy it for a game because you think we're going up against werewolves and it's not you still have it until you use that. it yeah it's, so it's an inventory until, until yes used. it's an inventory until you make a choice to either use it or it's gone okay. hey, hey guy in denver talk real quick just so your audio didn't drop yep. again okay I, un I muted myself muted cool sorry. still got rob just I wanted to make sure it. i saw it <laughs> <laughs> we we, we were having some uh, some audio difficulties earlier, so just wanted to make sure. So the million-dollar question is, what does a 300-year-old swamp creature do with currency it doesn't understand? The I would assume that Orpheus goes back, and you guys show him the armory, and you're showing him around, and Orpheus is just in bewilderment. Like, how did we get back from the bayou to Kansas? Uh, most likely by vehicle. Um, okay. By vehicle or portal, because you guys portaled there. We probably 
Well, we portaled to Tennessee. That's true. You guys portaled in and then you flew. So most likely no, a, drove. a mixture. Drove, oh, you guys did drive because you had you had a mission to do first. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't portal that. So you would probably way. go to the nearest Anarium headquarter, go to the basement, and portal back to Kansas. But you would have spent some time in a car and then yeah. wound up back through a portal, which wouldn't have been unfamiliar to you given your history. Yeah, the portal wouldn't bother him, but I'm thinking these <clears throat> these hoistless carriages amaze Orpheus. I do not know what these funds do, and I do not understand this world. Don't worry, it's will... a hybrid, so it's safe on the environment. <laughs> I don't, I don't picture the two hundred. I only pound, understand half of that. <laughs> the what three hundred pound mixture of tree and rock sitting in the back of a Prius with his knees up to his eyes, like you I don't like this. Oh, it was a focus. All right, that's true. That's true. But still, you gave a six foot better. five and a six foot three guy. A you guys will be fine. Focus. You'll be comfortable. You'll be fine. And you got an eight foot monstrosity in the back. Yeah. I mean, we're it's... towing him on a trailer. <laughs> a horse Strap tra- me to the hood. I just want to. Can I just like shoot? I just want to shoot like into the car. Like I make create like a sunroof so his head can... <laughs> just pokes. His, no, man, I can see it. That'd probably help us too. not yeah. get that deposit back. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, I don't want to be boring, but at the same time, I don't know that I would. Like, obviously, I understand uh, bartering and a system, but I may not understand all these tools and all these weapons yet. Um, my former banker life wants to come in. Can I invest these? Can I put these three gear points into a, uh, <laughs> a trust fund to <laughs> later to on? Grow. That is that is not <laughs> how gear points work. <laughs> well, see, and that's where I'm at too. Like, I don't want to be boring, but at the same time, you yeah. don't know what you need yet. Yeah, I don't know what I need, and I yeah. don't want to like waste. It's it. still early enough, right, in the the game that I yeah. I don't know that spending them right away is the option. I know I'm saving up for uh, like some kind of armor and like a, a uh, tactical rifle so i'm just I gonna save mine for that i know that for a fact fair. yeah i don't know that orpheus would understand well enough how things work he would probably spend them when he's like okay well that's an area of need yeah i, I want marcellus to get like a kevlar like suit it's that's doable. kind of what my, is that what kind of what <laughs> i was doing for. i thought Sweet. you were hillbilly don't you mean kevlar flannel <laughs> Oh, oh no, Marcellus, not no, Marcellus. Yeah, no. Marcellus oh, sorry, is sorry, not sorry. hillbilly, my friend. No, Marcellus he is, is always refined. In the suit. <laughs> As you wear flannel. <laughs> yeah, I am wearing flannel. That's how ironic. <laughs> okay, so it's been a week. Everybody's banking their points, which is fine. I completely get that. We will start with Orpheus. You have come into this new world. You are in the base in Arkham, Kansas. Your ability to walk around is limited by how you look. It has been explained to you that a glamour can be purchased. We will not use that against your gear points as it's something that as an agent, though temporary as you are right now, you are a probationary agent. You're new. They believe that you can handle yourself and you've really only kind of bonded with these two people. But it's like a small pepper grinder. And when you grind it, all the different ingredients grind together to create an illusion that you look normal as a human, as far as normal goes. You don't have to use this if you don't want to. There will be opportunities where you do, and each grinder gets three charges. So you can turn it off or turn it back on as we play through a session. Okay. But where would you be in the base? What would you be doing? This is all so new to you. 
being very overwhelmed, Orpheus would very much want to find a place that's home. Um, you know, 300 years, he's never really left the swamp. He's seen some technology that maybe he doesn't understand, but he's never seen anything like this, I would imagine. Um, does, does the Anarium have a botanical garden-esque? We would. We can have something of an arboretum. I don't think that's the right word for it. And I apologize. But, yep, there's an area where different spellcasters would be growing different plants for what they need and different trees, things that might be paranormal in their creation and what they are, finding a place where it can be safe. We don't have to worry about people chopping it down like living trees with personalities. Think the, the old woman in the tree in Pocahontas is chilling down there just like, hey, what's up, guys? You want some wisdom? Boy, are those spellcasters going to be so excited when he comes in there and grows those plants so much more powerful right. than they were. Like, you that's, did what? Like, that's Ew! exactly what I was thinking. Like, that sounds like home to him. It is with... not a sterile environment in the way that it is set up. They have let wildlife grow free in this area. It is yeah. dirt on the floor, things in here. Think of it almost as like a zoo in that they are letting things grow naturally and interact with one another the way they're supposed to. Um, pollination's a little weird, but it can be done by things that we have, whether it be by magic or other creatures. But this is a space that when you walk into it, it feels like you're outside at night, depending on if the lights are on or not, because they do shut things off at night. Plants don't need light 100% of the time. Yeah, this is absolutely where, where Orpheus would set up shop. Um, not inherently a desk. Maybe he's not a desk jockey, but um, he would be doing his work here. He would be tending to the grounds. He would be literally rooting at night into the soil. Um, this is where Orpheus would be hanging out, getting to know the flora and such. Um, uh, yeah, I think I would just be going down to the arboreum, whatever we called it, and acclimating myself. As you were in there, you find that there is life in here, not just plants. There is flora and fauna that exists in this region, and one of them is a teeny tiny little two inches tall person. It's not a person so much as it is a weird human wasp hybrid. This little guy walks around with a sharpened pencil with a razor blade attached to it. He is a warrior for the hive that exists here. Ooh. One of their primary abilities is to pollinate. Like I said, there are different creatures that exist, but this particular one who's missing an antenna has decided it likes you. Not in like a weird way, but just it's like, oh no, hey look, it's kind of like us. He's different and weird. So you constantly have this teeny tiny little wasp person sitting on your shoulder trying to talk to you, but most of the time all you hear is This is like a reverse Groot situation. <laughs> now if you want, we can have it be canon that you understand everything that he's saying to you, but understand that that means you're going to have to role play the conversations that you're having with him. Are you okay with that or would you rather be ignorant? If he is okay with me calling him Jacques and just kind of uh working around with him, having him help me tend the the grounds, I can do this. He is fine with you being an ignorant giant who won't learn his name. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he just sits on your shoulder. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. I know I will tend these lands. I will till the soil. But now I must get some rest, Jacques. As he flies back off to his hive. Because, I mean, when you're sleeping, like, he's watching you from a distance to make sure you're safe because he's your buddy. And, whoa, be warned, anybody who tries to come in here at night, because he is not the only two-inch tall wasp person with a razor blade attached to a pencil. <laughs> a thousand tiny cuts. And that's when he's not just biting you with his mouth. Oh, fiberglass. By <laughs> a thousand cuts. Oh. Bernard, where would you be right now? Um... So we just got back, right? Yeah. Um, so, well, it's been about a week since you got back. Oh, that's right. So I guess I, what I would like to say is um, so we, we have not gone back to see uh, Mama Teresa, right? Not yet. I mean, you okay. could have gone to visit her before we left. And if that's something you want to role play out right now, we can. We did. We did stop in and see her before you did left. Okay. Yeah. You, you went to sleep there, and he and I sat there, oh, that's and he right. got the mask in. That's it, right. It, that's it, right. Did I give her all of the bioluminescent goop Yes. in the no, scale? We, yeah, no. no. You kept that. Well, I I, I know you kept, I gave her some. some of it, but you kept the rest. Okay, of it. I was gonna say yeah. I want. That's what I, I wanted she to. She didn't want all of it. She just wanted like a vial of it. Okay, cool. Took, like, then hours. I would like to say like, wow, well, when we got here, I would mm-hmm. like to say that like I think I gave it to whatever department. Okay. Would maybe be I don't know I don't know what they would learn from it. Um, I we can say that that is where they learned. That this is a bioengineered, okay. bioly altered creature, and I guess they could have got their own too, so it doesn't make sense. But by changing the genetics of the males that attached to it, and when their circulatory systems became one, that is why this female anglerfish became so large. And that this was maybe not intentional, but they were planning on something okay. happening that size and that amount of aggression. Maybe not it, but through evolution and not keeping a close eye on this experiment, somebody lost track of it and it became your problem. Okay. Um, well, I think, I think what I'll do is, uh, cause like I said, they, they've probably already looked at all this. So whatever of the goop I have left, it, it just kind of sits on my, my desk. <laughs> <You just laughs> there's, glow. there's just a jar of glowing goop on my desk. Don't ask, don't ask. It's um, cool. so I, I think what Bernard would be doing is what we've discussed is either, um, at his desk, just reading up on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it may even just be fiction. He does like, uh, you know, because uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, art reflects or how's that? Life say? reflects art. Yeah. Like, and like it goes with, so, so he even, he doesn't mind reading, you know, fantasy novels and things like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, especially after we've kind of gotten into so, some vampires and certain creatures help other writers. Uh, so he might even learn a little something, uh, in, in a, in a fiction book. So he's either doing that or he's at a local bar, uh, just kind of. What would you Eat rather him be doing? Um, I think we just had a he had a pretty rough time, so I think he probably would be at the bar. I don't think he feels like reading right now, so he's probably um, somewhere with a glass of bourbon. Okay. Um, we will open on that scene. We are standing behind a man. This man has think John Krasinski from The Quiet Place, that Big Brother feeling, Boy Scoutish but still capable. He's wearing a red wool sweatshirt jeans leather jacket wrapped around his arm it's not that cold out tonight he walks into this bar and immediately makes a beeline for you you guys make eye contact you recognize troy walsh instantly okay 
this man is a lycanthrope. Now, werewolves and lycanthropes are kind of different. You might consider him more of a shapeshifter, but that is for another time when the character is more important. He is a lycanthrope. He walks up to you with a big smile on his face, and he goes, Yatahe, old man. What are you doing here? Just having a drink. You know, I knew, I always knew you'd become a, a pilot. Uh, I've been a pilot since Vietnam before you were born. Mm. Yeah, so maybe. Yeah, it's because you got a patchy beard. It's Oh, that hurts. Ooh, that would hurt. It would. If, you know, I didn't see you here drinking yet again. I think you just, like, take the sip. So do you want me to kick your ass on this pool table again? I'm in here for a mission, but apparently they've got time before things get started. They're thinking about kicking it off. They got me flying Overwatch for somebody tonight. But if you want, I can beat your ass at a pool table. Your call. I got no problem taking the werewolf's money. Oh, ouch. Nice try. Okay, fine. Let's go. <laughs> you guys go and you start to play pool. We're not going to roll for it. We can say that Bernard wins. It's not... A huge deal. You are a better pool player by far. Yeah. You also know that Troy Walsh is 107 years old as of October 14th. So him calling you old man is a joke between you. Yeah. As you guys continue your discussion about work and where you've been, he looks at you and says, have you started noticing that more and more shit seems to be bioengineered? That we're running into a lot of things that shouldn't exist? Bioenhanced. Bioenhanced. Engineered. Because we've been seeing some shit in Chicago, and I don't know where it's coming from. They keep talking about shell companies. Somebody's behind it, and I don't know what. And apparently I'm not high enough on the payroll to find out. Have you heard anything? Uh, no, that makes two of us. I haven't heard much of anything. We just, uh, well, I'm sure you know what we just encountered. I heard you guys had yourself some El Dente sushi down no. in the bayou. Don't Don't get gas station sushi. It's not great. No. No, been there. Yep, big old fucking fish. Big teeth. Yeah. Big teeth. Heard you guys met, um, heard you guys uh, ran into a little sprig of sage that decided to start talking to you. Wait, did we? I mean, that was that would be Orpheus. Oh, sage. Your, your teammate. <laughs> Do I need to go back and have it? Oh, I heard you guys met a talking bush that decided to come home with you. Oh, no, we can leave it in there. Sorry, <laughs> I, was, I was stumped for a second. He's thinking cinnamon bark. You should have said... My stripper named Cinnamon from now on. It's canon. <laughs> it's I, was like, wait, was, I was like, wait, was there another little guy? Because the, the thing I met was eight feet tall. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's all right. Doesn't talk a lot. I uh, like him. Are you up for training a new agent? I mean, they make me do that every time I get grounded for collateral damage, but still. I think he just kind of looks around the bar like, I'm not training anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, that's that's fair. It's probably not best unless it's a drinking competition. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> uh, we will cut from you to a very different bar. Think neon lights in a dark corner. Arkham, Kansas. Yes, it's been given a name. Arkham, Kansas has one goth bar with loud rock music, neon lights, fog machines, and black lights inside. It is known as Fangbangers. Now, I love it. assume Rob Zombie Dracula is the only song they play. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Blade Trinity, where the where they go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lots of leather, lots of piercings, lots of loud music, and lots of folks who are into something which I don't judge. Some people joke geese. <laughs> as you enter, as we enter this bar, we see a number of people. 
actually pretty full for a small town, small-ish medium town in Kansas. Now, the people in Arkham know that a lot of weird stuff happens around here that doesn't always get explained. What they don't know is that Fangbangers is one of the few bars which is legally licensed to allow vampires to hunt in it. That means when they show their hunting permit and show that, hey, I'm here to take someone home and feed on them, it's legal and it's allowed. These people are tracked far more than they think they are. They're watched and eventually, if they've been fed on, will know, and when they die, they'll have to be cremated, or they'll come back as vampires. That might be 30 years from now, but our records are fairly precise, because when we miss something, people die. Inside this bar, we have the motley crew of the year. Various folks, various people, men, women, you name it, it's there. But in one dark corner, far in the back, away from where all the lights are, we find Marcellus. He sits there quietly. What would you be drinking? Would you be drinking or are you on the job? This is not a drinking situation. Uh, no, I don't think he's on the job. I think this is just his time away to escape and not think about the job. Okay. Like for the few hours he gets in a week to not think about work, this is where he's at drinking probably just some rum or something like that. Okay. And cocktail, something like that. Just to relax. As you were sitting there, I need you to roll. Give me an act under pressure. Let's see what you notice. Ooh. <coughs> Fancy dice. It's a nine. It's not. I mean, it's going to turn into like a 12 or something, but it's, an, it's a 10. Ooh, big six. You look around this room and you can see what would appear to be three drunk young vampires in the corner. Now in order for a vampire to get drunk, that means they fed on somebody that had something in them. Whether they're blood it's, drunk. They're blood drunk. Whether it's they actually had drugs, human actually had drugs in their system before they drank them, or if they're just kind of high because they're so young. And you can tell that just by sensing it. These three vampires are looking at you from across the room and whispering to each other. You can know. Can hear them? Um... Uh, you know they're whispering, and you know they're whispering about you. I was going to say, because you can normally hear, I know you can hear really well, but it might be because there's but music, the music and all that. That's why, yeah. I'm wondering, that's why I figured out. You know that they're looking at you, you know it's about you, and you can sense when somebody wants to take a shot at the title. <laughs> <laughs> These three <laughs> will spend the next half an hour drinking more and building up their courage before the clear leader, a gentleman with a spiked dog collar and a mohawk, walks up course. to your table, strafed by a young woman who clearly does not appear to actually enjoy this scene, but is here because this is where she can feed. She's wearing flannel, and the person on the other side is more of a, we'll say... He's just kind of there. He's just there. Again, he's not playing into the stereotype of the goth bar, just a well-dressed, well-meaning looking young black man. Both of them, all three of them, walk up to the bar, but clearly the man in front is their ringleader. He is their leader of the group. Are they walking up to the bar or are they walking up to my table? They are walking up to your table. They are making a beeline. There is no mistake. They are coming to you. <laughs> As they get closer, the man in front, clearly drunk, leans in and goes, my sire says that 
the only reason you're in charge of this area is because you work for the government. I think that's bullshit. I'm not in charge of this area because I work for the government. I'm in charge of this area because I was here before it existed. Mic drop. This individual looks at you with a confused, sort of blurry-eyed look. Clearly not fully comprehending what you've just said to him. I think that's bullshit. I think that everybody says Marcel's is a big deal, and he's not. I think you're kind of a little bitch. Now, the two people standing behind him, the young woman's eyes get huge. This is not what she signed up for. She signed up for, maybe we can go and talk to him a bit. Maybe we can actually talk to him. She's intrigued by you. She's heard the story. She knows who Marcellus is. As soon as the word, I think you're a bitch, passes through his mouth, she's gone. This is not what she she signed up for. (laughs) That's fair. And the other gentleman who is also standing behind him looks at him with a, are you fucking stupid look, but he stands his ground. This is his friend. He is going to see this through. His loyalty will be the end of him, but he is loyal to this fault. The man in front continues to stare at you as if his drunken, blurry eyes is going to intimidate you. What do you do? I think Marcellus wants to make this a spectacle. Mm -hmm. He wants to make sure everybody in the bar can see what's about to happen he's gonna take his glass and smash it on the ground and stand up the people gather the attention of everybody in the bar the people nearby the the vampires that are nearby within that 20 foot radius instantly feel pissed off fourth gen vampire waves where they are completely aware something is happening all of them look see what's happening and then excuse themselves from the conversation they are in. Hunting is done tonight. Something is about to happen. Yeah, or at least postponed. <laughs> and they want to go home. Yeah. They understand that when you take a shot at the champ, party's over. Yeah. Because now he has to lay down the law, and if anybody gets stuck in the middle of it, they will get just as much punished as anyone else. Yeah. The humans. Yeah. All the Chads and Brittany just like yeah. <laughs> still, still the, far. Yeah. They're, they're, they're right still there. doing their thing. <laughs> they're, the humans don't realize it. The vampires are very quiet about it because they also know if things get out of hand here and too many people get involved, they'll shut this place down. And right now, this right. is this is. This is their Denny's where they show yeah. up to have a little fun and then take someone home. I can just home. see them kind of slinking just out or grabbing side their... Note, I don't know why I picked Denny's to be where people go out and pick someone up. I swear to God, I've never, yeah, I don't think I, I've ever been to a Denny's. I would not pick up somebody at Denny's <laughs> But for some reason, my, my brain works. really took it. I think of this as more like um, for where we're at, like peanuts or... Yeah. Um, corner say, there's pocket. There's not even a Denny's here. There's, we don't even have a Denny's. Yeah, no, I don't, don't think do I've it. ever eaten at a Denny's. We used to have one. Oh, it's been a long We yeah. used to have one, but it was like when we were little. Yeah, like no one ate there. I just, as soon as I said, you're picking someone up at a Denny's, I was like, that's really messed nope. up. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that's terrible. No, we're not doing that. But the vampires are leaving. The humans don't notice. Yeah. The band is far enough away that though two of them are vampires... 
they have not picked up on what is happening yet. They continue to play. Yeah, I feel like the, the the Gen 4 shockwave mm-hmm. just hasn't hit them yet. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah, it's got to go <laughs> through so many bodies to get to them. Yeah. They're going to keep playing until they have to stop. Yeah, people, right. And people kind of dip you know, while you're playing a set, like sometimes anyway. So they're probably seeing couple of vampires mm-hmm. like some, some are dipping on their own a couple are probably trying to get their dinner to go like <laughs> i don't know, I don't I know get... when they see about six or seven vampires running for the door yeah that might cause oh is that is that the scene or did they they dip they're dip? not running they're okay. not dipping no, in my head i kind of see them like just kind of like yeah, the one girl bolted she was it's, it's okay. like they look at whoever they're with or dancing and be like oh hey i just remembered i gotta work in the morning i'm really sorry i gotta go yeah, yeah. or someone goes like hey do, do you want to get out of here right now can we can we get out of here Matt. Exodus. It's a slow but clear, like the the bouncers at this bar, even the human ones, are seeing the exodus of these people. Yeah. They know something is happening. The drunk continues to look at you with his blurry eyes and just goes, I'm not real worried about that, class. What are you going to do about it? You some big show? I, I gotta tell you what. I could, gotta tell you what. Um, uh, my mom, my mom, my sire, she's she's fit. I, I think she can she can take her ass easy, which I I think I can too. That is bullshit. Me, Rex, I think I can take this shit and make it mine. So let's let's do this. And he starts like getting his arms out and like. Like he's gonna do something. Does the does the the Henry Cavill from Mission Impossible? Do- yeah, just had that quick little like <laughs> that little punch, and his fangs flick forward. So he's he's he thinks he's gonna do something here. His eyes start to go a reddish color. He is clearly challenging you. Yeah. And Marcellus rips his heart through his ass. No, no, we'll no. See. We'll see. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I've been saving by this. Because I haven't told it's Sam about this yet. Okay. What you got? So. Um, I, I think Marcellus is just going to look at him and say, I'm here hunting tonight, but unfortunately for you, I don't feed on the living. I feed on vampires. Rex's friend begins to look at this situation and realizing he has a very bad losing hand and taking the information that you've given him has decided, no, it's time to go now. (laughs) And so he slowly disappears into the crowd. Rex is still standing in front of you. Rex has, he is committed to, I don't think you're a big deal. And he takes a swing at you. Now, Rex is drunk and it misses and he falls across the table in front of you, making a commotion enough that the other humans around are now paying attention. Band's still playing, but people are starting to take notice. What do you do? I'm going to grab him by the scruff of his neck, Mm -hmm. pick him up, and throw him into the center of the crowd. Uh, Right in front of the band. Give me a kick some ass. Let's, Let's get a roll for that. Let's see what happens. Eight. All right, okay, so you pick him up, and in your attempt to throw him, he's flailing, and he's he's screeching, he's hollering. You've picked him up, he's hammered, 
everyone is paying attention to you to the point that the band has stopped. That is the negative. This is no longer two vampires having a conversation or having a fight. Now the entire bar is aware something is going on. Had you rolled a little higher, it would have been he lands somewhere, someone yells, Mosh Pit, and nobody realizes Oh it. no, my entire intent was okay. to get everybody to pay attention. Everyone in this bar is paying attention, which at this point, other than maybe the two vampires on stage playing instruments, are predominantly human at this point. Maybe the bartender's a vampire too. She is starting to reach underneath the bar for whatever shotgun, self-defense, ammunition she may need if this goes bad. Because young vampires do stupid shit. Mm -hmm. Where do we go from here? Rex is on the floor in the middle of the room. What do you do? I'm going to jump on top of him, mm-hmm. and I'm going to just crack him right across the jaw. Okay, roll to kick some ass. This will be the one I fail. Told you. <laughs> Told that, you. That is a four. You need to mark some experience, my friend. I'm okay with that. It's good. Experience is fun. I'm learning. You go to crack him in the face on the ground. And at the last minute, what little control he can, he vampire speeds his head to the left. You crack your hand into the ground, take one damage. Not bad. Nothing. I, I'm getting real like drunken master Jackie Chan vibes from. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, huh? That's how my dog broke his paw <laughs> this week. <laughs> I don't take damage. Oh, it's, it's negative one to any harm he takes yep. to start because he's immortal. But you punch the ground. The ground cracks a bit. He looks up at you, and he tries to swing a hand at you. And again, dude's just too hammered for what he's trying to do. This is not his shining, glowing, I'm a hero moment. This is the I'm the drunk asshole who's going to ruin the party. Mm-hmm. He manages to go too far up, and so more or less smacks you with his wrist. You'll take no damage from that. What do you do? <sighs> I think Marcellus is starting get to get to the irritation point. Mm-hmm. And so I think he might start to lose his cool a little bit. Even though he's 1,100 years old, this guy's just pissing him off. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to go for a bite, man. He's okay. going to drain him. Oh, he's going full in? He's gonna, going gonna full fang in. Bang he's going he's gonna to bite and drain him. Okay. Uh, that is a kick some ass roll. One of your attacks is using your and fangs. he's got a card that he can feed. <laughs> and he's, he's, so he's, it's legal. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ooh, that's a three. That's more experience. That's not bad, though. Ah. Oh, I was going to say, too, because one of, one of my moves is that one where he can get plus and minuses on the rolls, depending on you know when he fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're not there. That's you're what I was going to say, is yeah. I'm not there, so there's no way that nope. we're not going to... Okay, just wanted to... You're not there. The only way I think is, is if I would hear about it. And you might hear about it, but okay. you won't have details. Okay. All right, so you cock your head back. Your fangs extend out. And you go for the big bite. But one of the humans nearby is seeing you attack another presumably human, decides to step in and play Good Samaritan. He grabs you by the hair on the top of your head just as your fangs are about to make connection. And he yanks and pulls you off of him. You are now separated. You take no damage, but you are no longer in that intimate range with Rex, Mm -hmm. who is beginning to stand up with you. And now you have a human who's trying to get between you two. What do you do? Um... 
on a side note, I'm perfectly okay with you continuing to use these dice. These dice are fine now. <laughs> <laughs> Things are far more interesting yeah, when so we get far, failures Rex's, every once uh, in a while. Uh, assumption is being <laughs> proved correct. <laughs> um, oh, it'll happen. Just, yeah. just, wait. just wait. It's going to happen. When he rolls the 12 and somebody dies. Yeah. Um, I think what... Uh, I think Marcellus would look at the human mm-hmm. and... Uh, Charmin say this is not your business go away oh make me a weird roll let's do that That, that'll be magic ten ten this human looks at you and instantly back straightens up a little bit and as if it was his own idea walks away walks up to the bar to get another drink nope not my problem oh my bad dude walks away he Perfect, like a charm. He will not be back, and everyone else saw you do this. The room is still focused on you. Rex is standing. You are standing. What happens now? I'm going to tackle Rex to the floor. Okay. Give me a roll. Kick some ass, I assume, correct? Yes. Eight. Okay. You... Tackle this guy. You were coming in. You hit him. In his attempt to stop you, he does put his arms kind of out, almost in like a catching motion. You run into him. Those arms go back. You are not going to hit the floor, but you have done some damage to Rex because you hit him like a fucking freight train. I mm-hmm. assume we're using oh, some yeah. of that vampire oh, yeah. speed. It's vampire. So, like, Rex isn't particularly great. You have done some damage to him as things have progressed. You are now standing together, arm in arm, face to face. What do you do? Kiss. Go for the bite. Kissing. Going kiss, for the bite, kiss, man. Kiss. <laughs> All right. Um, give me a, a a roll, but I'm gonna give you a plus one forward on this. That means you're getting a plus one because I get it anyway because of the speed. Since I sped toward him, then you add another one. Plus one, so I get plus add two. another one because okay. at this point he is starting to realize that if anything you had done had made contact, he would already be out cold. Okay. He is Makes starting sense. to have that moment where it's no, this is a big fucking deal. The in the middle of a, to sober yeah. him up. <laughs> it's the oh, he just told that guy to go away and he just left. This isn't yeah. a joke anymore. Like he is coming out of that drunken haze where it's we he is about to kill me he in a room full of humans. Contest. Yeah, yeah. His pissing contest just turned into an Oh, turned into shit. a fucking funeral. <laughs> I mean, it's I gambled on a fart, boys. <laughs> <laughs> he is realizing, oh shit. I think I just made a huge mistake. I thought he might toy with me and put me in my place. I was not expecting to die today. Right. So give me a kick some ass roll to bite this fool with plus two. I might turn that into a metal song, oh. by the way. This pissing contest is now a funeral. <laughs> like, like I think that's... I think, uh, that, I think I would it is now that because that's, that's a 12. Um, you, I'm assuming you're going to do extra damage put them where you want them because anytime you roll 10 or above you get a little extra oomph to that ability well my my bite automatically does four damage yeah okay so do you want to do more yeah i want to drain everything out of him now i want to feed on him hard do you want to take this moment or would you like me to do it do you want to tell us what happens or do you want to tell me what i'm saying oh you have the storyteller oh i love it you grab rex you manage to strike strength your way past his arm that's trying to hold you back. You grab him by the head, and you rip 
to the left. It's to the right, but you guys didn't see that. But I think His it's left, important to right. be honest. See, he saved me. He knew it was up. Your fangs pop out, and you bite into this dude's neck. You start draining. And by the time that body is an empty Coke can, you have been so angry, you have ripped what's left of his head off in your hand. You okay. are literally double doodle straw. This guy's like aorta and veins in his neck. You are missing nothing. Blood is all over these humans, and Rex is gone. As you stand there, blood all over your face and suit, holding his head, what do you say to this crowd? I feel like Marcellus is powerful enough in his hidden nature that we know of mm-hmm. to mass charm. With some magic. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. I was I was wondering if you were gonna. No, no, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay, give me a weird. I'm gonna put it at a negative one, just because there's so many people here. I think that's okay. fair. Well, so does that offset with my plus one ongoing? Um, the ongoing. What was the ongoing from? For the Rex. speed. The speed. The speed is a plus one ongoing. Okay, you are no longer speeding. Right. We will take oh, that fair. away. Because yeah. okay. you ran in and yeah. you got that. Because you got your hit. The extra plus one was for the, the fury. And then he, yeah. yeah. So you're starting standard. Okay. Just one just negative one. one because okay. this is a big room full of yeah. people. Okay. Okay. And this is not to like further try to nerf what you're doing, but I'm just curious. We talked about the other vampires like being somewhat blood drunk. Mm hmm. I'm just curious. Would, would you now well, be no, drunk? He was Marcellus. the. Well. He's eleven hundred years He's old. I, I was just old. curious, like He's just like he just gonna... like just drained a dude. I was just like like I was just not to like try to nerf you, and like we no, obviously no, narrative yeah, like, no, want these good. people to be charmed. No, but, so mm-hmm. with, you know, with him being eleven hundred years old and his hidden nature that we know about, okay. that our listeners have yet to learn about. Okay, so you you can really just chug this fucking can of Bud Light yeah. and you're good. And, you're uh, you're uh, fine. I, literally, I can shotgun it and I'm fine. He literally cracked the cold one, drank it, and he's gonna drop it to the side. It just depends on how the crowd will react. Right. If you don't stone cold stunner the next person you see, (laughs) we can't be friends. (laughs) So with a minus one, that's a seven. All right. Okay. (laughs) You are not strong enough to convince this crowd they saw nothing. However, you point at the band and go, I love these guys. They're the best band in town. They start playing again. Everyone there thinks this was part of the show. I'm okay with that. Everybody there thinks <laughs> the paperwork for me. <laughs> that this was an act put on for a show. You know, and and everybody starts giving you high fives. Oh, I didn't even see the wire work. How'd you do that? I presume with this many humans trying to tell you how awesome you are, you're probably more annoyed than flattered. Pretty much. Okay. Now, when the other vampires come up, I'll probably be a little more... Oh, they're gone. Is that oh, they, oh, they, yeah, they dip, don't dip. know you. Yeah. They just know if he just is about to kill somebody, and if any of them see saw you eat him... They know who I am, but they, they know don't who know you me are, personally. But they don't know what who, you know, there's a person you yeah. are. Th- this was your... They're gone. All they, they saw is me get They expected yeah. you to tear humans apart in this bar, because most vampires at your age, wanting damage means nothing. Humans dying is collateral damage. And they were like, I gotta go, don't want to be a part of this, I ain't being collateral damage. That is your reputation. 
that you made the eight vampires hunting for their meal tonight leave as soon as you went F your couch, Rex. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and this leave this was alone. your Dracula putting the bodies on the stakes. <laughs> this oh, was yeah. your... <laughs> this story will get out. Yeah. The band following your lead. People are going to know what happened So the, the, the vampires in the band are the only ones left? They are the only ones other than bartender. the bartender. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sh- as soon as you pointed at the band and gave them the hurrah and they started jamming again, her hands leave the shotgun she's got okay. under the bar, and she starts passing out beer again. Because they've been charmed to believe this is a part of the show, nobody's going to clean that body up tonight until <laughs> everyone leaves. Right. People will kind of avoid it. They just assume it's a prop. It looks so real. It looks so somebody's real. Taking selfies. <laughs> I just, somebody's now. taking selfies. Somebody's with selfies it. with the head like, the kink, I'm going to put this on my Instagram. Yeah. This is way better than Guar. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I didn't realize this band was so big that they could do these kind of effects. I thought Jimmy played out of his garage. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up behind the band and go, "You're welcome and thank you." <laughs> just like thumbs up. Just, yeah. All right. So now it's been, we'll say, an hour or two since your interaction. Mm-hmm. You've been doing your drinking with Troy at the bar. Orpheus has been sleeping. Your beepers go off. Well, Orpheus's beeper, your guys' technology that, you know, isn't from the 80s, goes off. You've got a job to do. What do we do? Okay, well, so I'm going to go home and change first. <laughs> yeah, I'm I like the idea blood. of you just rolling in. I'm like, covered in gore. Just covered in blood and just be yeah. like, what? Jacques. Actually, yeah, I kind of like that. I think I will just show up covered in blood. <laughs> that kind of makes the story a little more Hair messed up, just not having it. Yeah. Just walks just in with and an angry down. look just okay. on his face. Just, what? <laughs> okay. Um, and so I, I would presumably have got this. I was at the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and did, he, did he come with? Did we? Um, I would assume he... Troy got it, too, if he's working Right, tonight. yeah. So, so we get there. So we're walking in this room, and you're already there? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm so, just sitting there, just pissed off. All right, I just walk in, like, uh, have yourself a snack. <laughs> I'm not in the mood, Bernard. Fair enough. I take my seat. Uh, Troy does not follow you in. When he gets to the building, he goes a different direction. So okay. this will just be you guys. Uh, Orpheus, I'm sorry, I spoke over you. What's up? Good. <clears throat> Jacques, what is this? What does this mean? I do not know. Uh, this little wasp creature starts to point his little razor blade spear towards the door. He makes jock, his jock, one jock. antenna Slow kind down. of wiggle I'm a little just bit. Waking up. And he does the little like eye to eye thing, and then he puts all of his arms up like a monster. He's trying to tell you that Emily has requested your presence, but has no way of knowing that you've never met her. Jack. Jock, Jock. It's the closest a wasp can do to a hiss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. This makes sense to me. But where? (laughs) That doesn't make sense. I'll figure it out. (laughs) Up, up, up. Okay, upstairs. Thank you, Jock. Thank you. Man, I really wish we had this was a a video medium. (laughs) 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 This is great. There's no I, weird sexual tension like B movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, right. we'll let the audience decide. A little fanfic, <laughs> a little bit of fan fiction. You and Jock, eight foot trees, oh, two inch wasp man. 
it's love it's love hey everybody it's cameron i know i normally stop in about halfway through the episode and, and uh i couldn't find a good stopping point so uh we went after the stopping point to to run our ad for a friend we made in the community this week uh the ad is for a, a show called roll call uh who we met on twitter and we've had some conversations and uh, i think they're they're a fun show you can find it on youtube and um yeah i'll go ahead and i'm gonna play the ad for you and uh please go give them a shot thank you bye me and my buddies would go over to you know the trampoline and we'd hang out and so long friends and he's just gonna <laughs> use all his movement speed and he's just gonna just can i just like go bobbling do you want some more I'm gonna just go ahead and take over. Now I remember. Shut your mouth. Let me let me tell you how it went. Okay, everybody, that was Roll Call. You can find them on YouTube. Make sure you give them uh, a like and a subscribe and leave some some kind words uh, on their videos. And if you wanna, I will leave a, a link to their show. Um, in our show notes today so you can uh, have an easier time finding it. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get back to our show, shall we? So you guys get into the conference room. You three arrive first. Do you want to have a brief conversation before we get started with one another? Just like a check-in? Or your guys call. Have questions. Okay. I think when he just walks in, Bernard's just kind of like, hey, uh, got some refreshments over there. Anything you like? Uh, maybe some root beer? You were such a dad. <laughs> what is this all about, Sim? Am I in the right place? What do you keep in that bottle I see you drink all the time, Bernard? It's definitely not root beer. Uh, call it bourbon. I'm, I'm sure they had that 300 years ago, right? Bourbon. Want some? Bourbon seems so familiar to me. It yes, burn- I will try some. <laughs> it burns, but it, it tastes good after a while. <laughs> Hold Rob up is actually drinking bourbon at what I assume is 8 a.m. Colorado. <laughs> it is now 10 a.m. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. I had my breakfast. Here. I had my caffeine. Okay, so so we've had our little banter. Um, I think we're just kind of. Oh well, does uh did did he take the bourbon? Did he try it? Did he like it? Yeah. What was Orpheus's reaction to this? I mean, in his time, it was probably more of gut rot than anything else, yeah. but. This is far more refined than anything you probably would have had. With respect, you were a poor man in Louisiana living out in the woods. Well, uh, real quick, I will say, story, uh, I don't want to super cut I, you off, but I will say, I think this is pretty good bourbon, too. I, I think that a lot of things that he is like a pretty cheap, just eats peanut butter in that, but I think mm-hmm. he enjoys like a good bourbon. Like, he'll drink bad bourbon. So are we talking like... Only 200 bottles are made. Pappy Van Winkle tastes no, like butter. No, no. I mean, I are think. Are we talking my um, angel's envy here? I don't know what that means, Rob. Because I don't know bourbon. $70 that bottle. Well. Um, oh, shit. That's what that means. I think he'd probably be around that range. Yeah. I think about, like, I, I think, of course, he will, like, on the road, he'll get what You're he can not get. Not sponsored. 
I just everything is Denver. Is but I <laughs> but I think what he's got in in his little sipping flask it's that he would have right now is probably like a pretty good something that he enjoys the taste of. Okay. So so just so you're not drinking Jim Beam in the no. flask. You're drinking no. something. He's not above it. A little bit more. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you, like when you can supply yeah. your own, it's all about finances and funds. But it's no, you're drinking something that is classy. Yeah. For you know, maybe that matters later. But you know, just okay. to put that on there i mean that higher alcohol content can come into play later if you need it to <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes how does orpheus feel about bourbon how did he feel about that uh sam mm-hmm. uh we had some conversations about my character's backstory yep. bourbon would have been a a ritual drink okay i feel like i would feel it's reminiscent and i feel like i would like it but i wouldn't know why yeah. I really don't know how to put that into contextual characterization of Orpheus. Okay. Um, I, I'm definitely open to some help on uh, this reminds me. And maybe he doesn't say anything beyond that. This In that moment, reminds me. As you utter the phrase, this reminds me. We, in your mind, are transported back to a small wooden cabin out in the bayou. We are sitting across from a woman that though you do not recognize and in this memory's face may be a bit blurry, you are sitting at a table that is candlelit. On this table are various things. We don't want to be racist, we don't want to be assumptive, but think what you would find by somebody practicing hoodoo in this time frame. At this table, there is an older black gentleman with a gray beard wearing a large straw hat. Sitting across from him is another black gentleman with white face paint and a top hat. We know, as our audience, that these are two Loa who are here to visit with this woman across the table from you that, in your mind, in this moment, the word wife comes to mind. You are sitting playing cards with the gods of her religion, the people that she makes deals with and interacts with to navigate her world. Literal goosebumps. Literal goosebumps. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> yeah, and this caught me so off guard, too. Like, Not to like take away from it. I want you guys to get back into it, but I was like, we were just having a little conversation, and it tripped the whole thing. This is cool. I like this. Uh, I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> that bourbon incites in you this, this short, tiny memory, but what you walk away from this is the word wife at some point you had a wife and in that moment you vaguely remember the love you felt for her that is what this tiny sip of bourbon has given you today okay i think i grabbed the flask back as he's just kind of staring <laughs> and i'm just kind of like don't get all sappy on me and take it God, you're so, I love, that's good though that's good <laughs> such a good don't be all sappy don't don't be like that don't don't be doing these things well he would not have shared that with you but you could no, probably sure. see some sentiment in his eye yeah like he just kind of had like yeah just a, like a little moment uh and yeah and i think uh bernard this reminds me i do thank you for this experience i do not know what this reminds me but it felt good it's funny. I usually drink Shall it to we forget. continue? <laughs> <laughs> it was good. No, it was well played. Um, your boss walks in the room. Emily, who we met last time, enters the room with a file folder in her hands. She stops and looks at all three of you. Marcellus, you look like shit. Where have you been? What happened? 
I was at Fangbangers. I had a bad night. She instantly rolls her eyes as soon as the words Fangbanger comes out of your mouth. Uh, a younger vampire decided he wanted to uh, pick a fight with me. It is didn't it, end well for him. Is it taken care of, or do we need to start filling out paperwork and get the mages involved to clear memories? Nope, I took care of it. At least you can clean up your own mess. That is appreciated. Orpheus, I believe, as she looks at the large plant man sitting across the table from her. He will extend a viney, giant, branched arm. Without missing a step, she will take that hand, and she will shake it. My name is Emily Gorganus. I am the one making sure that you are perfectly capable of being an agent with us if that is something that you are interested in. Don't ever be afraid to come to me with questions, comments, or concerns. I'm here to make sure that you can do your job for me. Whether you believe it or not, it's my job to care about you enough to make sure that you can do what I need you to do and be okay after. Mademoiselle Emily... I do not understand all, but these two are good. I will do as you ask. She looks at Bernard and Marcellus. Marcellus covered in blood. Bernard <laughs> perpetually drunk. If you say they're good, then you must be seeing something on the inside that I do as well. Just don't let them get you into too much trouble. If it feels wrong, it probably is. And she goes back and she opens up her file folder. Bernard, how drunk are we tonight? Mm, solid six, I think. <laughs> All right, that's still workable for what you've got going on. We have had an energy spike. It has been in an area outside in Ohio. Give me one quick second here. You may need to cut this out. I need to make sure I find it because I did all the research. Okay. <clears throat> the energy spike appeared in an area south of New Athens, Ohio. It's shortly north of Bannock and Fairpoint. This is an area traditionally made of woodlands. We were watching it. It's been happening for about a week. But in the last 48 hours, it's spiked. The PKE levels are off the chart, which means ghost energy of some kind. Unfortunately, that area of land has been redacted from the U.S. government's statements. We can't figure out what's there or why this would be happening. You will be sent to the airport in Parkersburg, Ohio. It is only about 35 miles away. There, Troy Walsh will be your, your pilot for the evening. He will be your overwatch. We're not sure what to expect. He will have you then. He will be your oversight, your overwatch, your in and your out. You need to be careful. As of this moment, we have one of our top researchers, Stevanovich, inside of the... Well, good news is, as long as we don't have to play pool, this guy should be able to help. What part of Ohio are we looking at, Sam? Central, south, northwest, northeast, I believe north? it is middle southeast. You're not you. that far is from that the, the West part Virginia that's line. That's for lovers. It could be. I, as far as Sorry. I know, Ohio is for lovers. Period. <laughs> I don't know. It's Virginia's for lovers. You, uh, <laughs> you will Athens, be in contact. Ohio, New Athens. Uh -huh. I thought you said New Athens, Ohio. It's just Athens. Athens, Ohio. Um. It is. It might be New Athens. It's teeny tiny. It's a teeny tiny little town. Athens, Ohio. And um, we have reached out to our man inside of the Smithsonian, Stevanovich. He is a bookworm rescued from Russia. He is one of our top researchers and has access to every piece of information that the Smithsonian has. They have amazing minds and the capability of retaining things. If we don't know it, you can always reach out to him. She then gives you all a card with Stevanovich Undarko's number. 
This is a bookworm founded in Russia. You may not know this, but I think it's important to see in your mind. This is basically a giant millipede capable of walking around the basements of the Smithsonian and reading every single cataloged book that exists there. Man, that grosses me out. As a bookworm, <laughs> it, is, it is driven. It creates food by reading and taking in information. He is a good guy, and he will do his job the best he can. If you need to reach out to him, he will answer. Okay. Man, I hope nobody judges me on the way I spelled Stevanovich because <laughs> I spelled it exactly the way it sounds, and I'm uh, sure that's not the way. It I goes. mean, he's my he's my character, and I don't think I spell it the same way every <laughs> time. Yeah, cool. Oh man. Uh, okay. All right. Mademoiselle and Emily, thank you for this information. Bernard, Marcellus, this area, Ohio, is it still by the Shawnee? They are a fierce and noble tribe. No. Are they still strong? Mm, I think there's Not a so middle much. school named Shawnee, and they haven't won anything it in is, a while. I, I'm looking it up. That is the dominant tribe for most yep. of... No, uh, it, it, it is. is. I'm just saying yeah. as far as, like, when... Yeah, in character, talking, you're telling me no. Yeah. Yeah, when he's talking, like, it's time old. period... I'm speaking 300 years. Yeah. yeah. Then they were huge. That's but now that's yeah. seventeen twenty one. Like yeah, yeah, yeah they're they still were in charge. Big there, but not as much as they were. Back Emily then. looks sad. She looks at you, even though you were talking to Bernard. She reaches out and she touches your arm. Unfortunately, the humans in this country made some poor choices. The Shawnee are not what they once were. They still are proud people, but you probably won't be interacting with any of them this evening. That is a piece of history that you should probably learn. We learn from our mistakes. Hopefully the humans will as well. She leaves the room. She excuses herself. You have the information you need. You know you're taking a portal to this place in Ohio where Troy is waiting for you at this moment. What would you guys like to do before you head out? Um, Change my clothes. <laughs> no, you're bloody all night. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can do that, of course. So, I guess there's a point. Maybe where we would use some gear points, um, or I might. So we we had we had a PKE Skypes mm -hmm. spikes, mm -hmm. um, and so I'm guessing you know Bernard would know to go to whatever uh, you know armory or whatever it is mm -hmm. that we. Well, have. here's the thing: is you're probably not going to need, need gear points because they're probably going to provide us with. Okay, the, that's that's okay. The I can essential give you that. ghost hunting. Items, yeah, that's all I kind of wanted to energy, go get. So they're going to provide us. With I don't know something. what exactly they would want to give us. You know, I don't. They're going to give us PKE signature. Re uh, think the or little device used in Ghostbusters. Okay. The PKE meter. The, the, okay. The levels raise, <laughs> and um, it's also used in fifteen other movies. The exact same yeah. item. I mean, oh, really? It's the same item, but they don't always call it the same. Thing. No, it's yeah. it's always it's always but used for something different, but it's the exact same. Thing. Yeah. I realize this is Cameron's house, but in this world, we follow Ghostbusters because it's the shit. That's fine. I'm cool 1984 with that. or bust, my friends. <laughs> Every I time. I swear to God, if we get there and it's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, no. I'm gonna smack you. You guys are good. You're good. Um, Orpheus you would be might a PK still meter. explore the armory to try to better understand he might he might present these coins very ignorantly i mean it's it's not a coin. what can you bring it's, me to help it, you know that might not be a terrible currency. idea to make the gear points actually a coin 
All right. Thinking like John Wick, the gold so coin. An actual <laughs> form of currency that we can exchange. Okay. Happen to buy things. All right. We'll have money. to give it a different name, but we can do John Wick organization. This is what this is and how the you continental use it. coin. Yeah. We can try something like that. Yeah. If you guys are interested, we can yeah, build that, that world in that direction. I like that. If everyone's in for that, I'm okay with it. Kind of a, you can take it anywhere where monsters are, and generally most establishments will accept it. It is worth quite a fortune. Yeah, and you, perhaps we could use it outside of gear for like some other advantage. We'll see. Yeah, Time will we, tell. Can, we can play with that. I'm okay with yeah. a continental feeling here. I'm all right with that. We, okay. can, we can play okay. with it. I've Thank never you. done it before, but I like it. Uh, so what Orpheus is, yeah, would like to for? just walk down to the armory that was kind of glossed over by Bernard, and he would uh, walk up to the armorer. You got a voice ready? You better get one. Ready. I am Morpheus. <laughs> I understand I am going to the land of the Shawnee. What can you present me to aid on my conquest? Um, sir, I have to let you know that that's not really how this works. You have to tell me what you want and then I can provide it. This is a younger man. Um, pimples on face, a voice cracking. He appears to have a, a hairy scaliness to him. You're not 100% positive what this creature is, but you know it's not fully human. Well, you know he's in puberty. But you know he's is. hitting puberty, which is probably where the hair and the scales are coming from. Garçon, do not be so nervous. I am new here. I do not understand this world. If you can offer no suggestion, then say as much. But I am requesting your help. And if you can offer none, I will take my leave. Oh, what, what do you already have? Do you not see me, boy? Do you not see me, garçon? Delaney just came out of him right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so I, as as your GM, don't have your your list of things yeah. in front of me. I don't know what you have per se. Yeah. Because uh, you started you as have. one player <laughs> and you've switched. I don't think you have anything, do you? No, I don't. I okay. have the hardened tree arm with the barbed vines. Okay. I am I am my weapon. Right. Um, you given me the mask that gives me a plus minus um, on magic, but. Mm -hmm. Outside of that, so I don't think he actually has gear. Yeah, I say, say, he you wouldn't be like yeah. wearing I am, the mask, right? I like, am my weapon. No, it's inside, it's inside of him. Yeah. That was a character choice. All right, so this kid looks at you, kind of nods his head. He's like, "You're working on the PKE thing, right?" That is what Mademoiselle Emily said to me. All right, give me a minute. He walks back. He comes up holding a single barrel, one shot shotgun. He hands this to you. This will cost you all three gear points, but the only ammunition you are getting with it is rock salt ammunition. This should work on ghosts really well. You don't even have to be good at aiming. Just point it and shoot. This, this I am very familiar with. I have seen guns like this. This is a sawed-off version of a 12-gauge single barrel, which means it's short and there's only a handle. No Sam, I'm reminded of the time that we went to Roush and mm -hmm. we shot skeet and I missed everything and you stood beside me and you said, do you mind if I do some cleanup duty here? <laughs> and I only hit bit the of last ass. three. I missed the first 17, but I hit the last three. <laughs> <laughs> 
You did well. We had fun. That's what matters. So I'm curious. It was is, the is, first time taking that single shot shotgun out. Um, is, is he gonna yeah. take the weapon? I'm curious because like, what does this even look like in his hand? Like, is he just gonna uh, yeah, have to use like, like a little tiny. vine <laughs> to like? Pull is this the, something I mean, that? Because I know that it's you have it's the one big rock hand, and yeah. then do you have a human esque hand? Well, I kind of imagine him as this proportionate shifting form. Okay, and he's not inherently static in his uh, nature. Mm-hmm. And so when he's in combat, maybe that right hand solidifies. It becomes a solid... Those fingers become less finger-like and they become more club-like. And then the vines grow around it. I imagine when he's not in combat, that wood recedes a little bit. And he's humanoid. Okay. In appearance, and so if he's not using himself as the weapon, he has a hand. Okay, we could do that. But That's it, in a moment difference. of combat, he kind of the vines overtake the energy. So grows I'm hearing him. that Orpheus gives really weird hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a hand job. Hey, we, we don't king shame here. We don't king shame. No, or, if plants yeah. are your thing, you do you. I just want to how I'm picturing it. So it's. Vines, the wood can recede, vines can come forward, there can be a hand, it can literally be a cat of nine tails covered in thorns where your hand used to be. A lot of weird, kinky wood stuff. Um, So the only thing I guess Orpheus would uh, say to the armorer, you have done well here, Garcel. I do thank you for this. Will this aid me in the future? You might have to get different ammunition for it, but, I mean, it's a shotgun. It goes boom every time. Very well, then. Here is my coin. All right. He takes those three coins, and he waves you off. It's kind of a pleasant, like, oh, you look terrifying, but he's not so bad. You go back upstairs, and you meet a freshly changed Marcellus and a Bernard. Casually... Um, not casually and affectionately petting a shotgun as you guys all begin to head down toward the basement to step through the portal to take you to where you're headed in the Ohio airstrip. As you walk through, there's a loud snapping noise. And with that snapping noise, the episode comes to an end. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Anarium. And please go check out our friends at roll call. This episode was a lot of fun, and the next one is just as much fun. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. A couple little things to clean up at the end here. I would love uh, for all of you to go leave uh, a comment on on roll call stuff, and please go leave um, a review for us on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to us. Uh, They really, really, really help us find new listeners. Again, thank you so much for helping us get over 225 total downloads. I can't wait for you to hear what we have in store for the next episode. Bye.